Hi, I'm Marianne Gramlich, and welcome to Make Your Message Right, the podcast where we embrace the power of R-I-G-H-T, respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation. Join me and inspiring guests as we share stories of failures and successes, reflecting on how living the five values can empower and influence others. So grab your favorite beverage and join in a journey of self-reflection and growth. Together, we'll explore the power of living the values of R-I-G-H-T, respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation, and how these five values can help you make your message right. Welcome to episode nine of Make Your Message Right, a podcast created to help you make your message resonate truthfully and authentically. My guest today is Colleen Henley, an entrepreneur with experience in fitness and nutrition classes. Her passion is helping you live a healthier life through weight loss and believing in yourself. Through her coaching techniques, she has helped countless clients achieve their goals. Colleen, thank you so much for being here today. I was intrigued that you are also associated with Fit in the City when I happened to work for a company that had you guys come in. I enjoyed it immensely. You said one of your favorite quotes is you are not living life until you step out of your comfort zone. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Yes, of course. Well, thank you first for having me. The time that I had with Fitness City has it's helped me gain so much knowledge to be able to help individuals. My years in the industry and just with health coaching and and everything is we have a tendency to get comfortable. And when we become comfortable, we don't change. We're we have this fear of change. And so one of the things that I always believed in order for us to be able to move forward in life, we have to get uncomfortable and we have to get out of that comfort zone. Even when it's um, something as simple as switching a job, if you look at it from a fitness perspective, it's trying a different class or lifting a heavier weight, or it's even when someone talks to me about their nutrition can be creatures of habit. They might be afraid to try something different, but that's how we grow. We just have to get uncomfortable to do it. I think with my core values of being respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation, I think you're channeling transformation. (laughs) Never be afraid to try something and even fail. Nobody gets it right the first time. If they do, it's just too easy. I love the fact that you're challenging people to get out of their comfort zones. Your success just didn't happen overnight. What is some of the obstacles that maybe you faced and you overcame? You took the chance and stepped out of your comfort zone. Where do I begin? One of the obstacles I faced in 2004, I became a single mom and was raising two children. So, you know, overcoming being a stay-at-home mom and moving into the fitness industry full-time was a challenge that I had. But I think that allowed me to channel that inner strength that I, I knew was in me. But as I continued on my journey, it helped me relate to other women that might have gone through the same thing. And that is one challenge that I've had. Another one was, you know, I think we all had challenges with COVID in 2020. My job went from, you know, a full-time vice president of a a company to going to work on my own 
because a lot of the business had gone home to work. So I do reinvent myself and become like my own entrepreneurial spirit came out, but it was still about helping others change and seeing that what was happening was okay, that we could progress, could keep moving forward. And that's something that I just strongly believe in. That is excellent. You do. You have to acknowledge everything is not going to stay static. There's going to be changes. And how you respond to those changes is how you become successful or not. And I know you also do weight loss in conjunction with the fitness. Could you expand a little bit more on that? Because I know this is the time of the year where everybody in January, signed up to their own resolutions, and now they're tanking. They're just not following up on their resolutions. How do you help people get through that? Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I think January is probably one of the hardest times to start anything new because we're coming off of November and December when, you know, we just, I don't even know how to phrase it, but a lot of people just throw two sheets to the wind and they they want to eat whatever they want to eat and they want to be a family and they want to celebrate. And there's mm-hmm. such an emotional attachment to food. And one of the things, it was probably in 2008 when I started diving in a little bit more into nutrition. And, you know, you've always have probably heard that, that quote of you can't out-exercise your fork. One of the things that I struggle with is how the food industry changes our food to make us Mm -hmm. become more addictive to them. And so one of the things that I really work on when I am health coaching is the emotional attachment that we have with food and the crutch that food becomes for us. And we can make all the changes in the world we want, but they're a temporary fix until we work on our emotions. And a lot of our responses to food is based on our emotions. And too often we hold on to the past and that drives us forward and it prevents us from moving forward. I heard an amazing quote today. It said, you are the author, the narrator, the publisher, of your future self. I love that. When you can look at what you truly want, identify what you want, that will help you to move forward. For my own personal journey, I have always been a fairly petite, small person. And then as I started to approach my mid forties, I really started to struggle with menopause. It's, I think it's an understudied thing that women have going on. There's starting to be a lot more research about it, which I love, but I had with my nutrition background for myself, I had really focused on changing my macronutrients and to do different things with it. But it wasn't until I found really a specific program that helped us silence the food part and work on the habit formation and the mental part that I was able to start seeing changes. And that's when I really expanded into the health coaching part that I was able to really grow the business and help others. I know a lot of times if someone's upset, I'm including myself, that I seek out the comfort food, bread, potatoes. But there's still that emotional relationship to it. Sometimes when we think about emotion and food, we think I'm upset or I'm sad or I'm angry, but it's I'm happy, I'm celebrating, you know, I'm excited. It's it's in all the emotions. But the comfort part is you're you're connecting the food to a memory. It's not so much the food itself, but it's the memory that is the important part to you. But you can change a recipe and still have it be something that's familiar but healthy. I don't go to your local fast food. It's just extra calories that I really do not need. And like you, I experienced that same thing at age 40. It wasn't hard. It wasn't too hard to lose weight. And then at 50, 
it became more difficult. And now I'm past 60 and I'm like, mm, this is really tough. <laughs> and it, it it's frustrating because you, you do, you have your exercise program that you do. I try and walk and cut down on calories, but it, it just doesn't always work. Well, the thing is we age, we have the, the muscle atrophy, the sarcopenia. And so especially as we age, that's when the strength training becomes so important. But a lot of women fear that. And that's when a personal trainer can help them in that area. You know, after the age of 30, we lose every decade, two to 3% of our muscle mass. Why it's so important as we do increase in age to incorporate that into, you know, your normal, I don't want to use the term workout or exercise because, you know, it could be something as simple as going out and gardening and swimming, it doesn't have to be lifting weights. As long as it's a load bearing exercise, we're loading the bones. And by loading the bones, we increase that bone density and it just, it keeps going. I think it's just something that becomes a change of your lifestyle. I know people say, Marion, you're always on a diet. It's not that I'm always on a diet. It's I know there's so much caloric intake that I can take before it attaches itself quite permanently. <laughs> and it is very difficult to take it off. This is why I wanted to talk to you because you give people hope mm -hmm. that if they make those adjustments and they step out of that comfort zone and really change up what they want to do, then they can do it. But many people need someone like you to help guide them. You're also a health coach and your website is with, it's I'll let you say it. It means optimum way. And mm -hmm. describe a little bit about that business. So this is a program that is specifically designed to, as I said earlier, silence the, the food noise. There's a couple different programs depending on the needs of the person, you know, someone who might be diabetic or someone who, I mean, one of the things that we're seeing so much right now are the weight loss drugs for someone that might be incorporating those into their life. They still have to have proper nutrition. Dr. Anderson is the one who created the program, which I absolutely love that it was medically based. He keeps the food part simple and easy for everybody. We learn how to eat. And while we're doing that as a health coach, I work on habit formation, just on macro habits of healthy motion, healthy hydration, healthy sleep, healthy, I think I already said motion, but there's a couple of others, but it's just about that connection of the whole body. And then as we start to lose the weight, we're learning our habits, how to change them. We're learning how to eat properly. There are some foods in the beginning that we really try to avoid because of how they affect the body and the blood sugar. What would those be? A lot of the foods that affect blood sugar can be higher glycemic foods, meaning that they are absorbed into the bloodstream quicker. Examples would be your white breads, your starches, such as potatoes, rices, grains, a lot of the things that are enriched. So if you think about enriched breads, they're taking out really the nutrients of the bread and they're putting in the vitamins and the, nutri the nutrients, but they're doing it through a highly processed way. And our body, it doesn't need to break down anything anymore. And that's why our blood sugars spike okay. as opposed to, let's say, you know, a whole wheat bread that it's got a lot more fiber. So the body has to break it down differently and it doesn't spike the blood sugar as quickly. You know, that would be, if we use fruit as an example, a grape will affect the body's blood sugar quicker than if you're eating a blueberry. And it's just that education of learning the right foods for an optimal way of eating. You know, when someone says to me, you know, while I'm on a diet, well, 
what you're doing is you're you're changing the way that you're eating and you're choosing your health. You're not on a diet. You know, we're all on a diet. All that means is that we are eating a certain type of food, whether someone does, you know, a paleo or Mediterranean or mm-hmm. keto or whatever. I mean, someone who's just generally eating any food, that's their diet. So that word has gotten a negative connotation, but it just means it's what you're eating. Help people change that. With the company that you're working with, with Dr. Anderson, are people buying prepackaged food? Are they making their own food? How does that work? It can be done either way. He has the program where there are meal replacements that are provided. And what's really nice about that is it shuts off the food noise. For myself, that is where I struggled because I was going from business to business, teaching classes and personal training that I didn't have the time. And if you think about so many people, they are stopping at convenience stores or they're stopping at fast food or they're buying, you know, protein bars and protein drinks and everything, but they don't have the one-to-one ratio of a protein and a carbohydrate or the essential vitamins and minerals. What Dr. Anderson did is he created these non-GMO foods, you know, they're made here in our country. They help people know what they're going to eat every day without having to fight it. There's a main meal, depending on the program, where we teach people to focus on protein and carbohydrates, but the right carbohydrates. And then what he also does is that we call them, they're called fuelings, but then he has fuelings alternatives. So that's where you're going to just still focus on protein and carbohydrates. But now you're looking at putting together a small apple and a cheese stick or a half a cup of cottage cheese with some nuts. So it can be done both ways. My job is to find what's going to work for that individual, having that conversation, finding out with that individual why it's so important for them to become a healthier version of themselves and to help them move forward to reach the goals that they're setting for themselves. But two, my two certifications, one with the personal training and one with the group fitness I've had since, oh, 2002. And that with the personal training is they both really focus on body mechanics and proper exercise form modifications, working with certain populations. And that is the foundation. And so my other certifications have built from there. The AEA, that's the Aquatics Exercise Association was for when I was teaching classes with aquatics, working in all the properties of the water. With the certification for nutrition, that one I actually do not currently hold any longer, but that was my original foundation. That was the Academy, American Academy of Sports, Dietitians and Nutritionists. And then as far as with the nutrition manager, that was when I was doing and holding group nutrition programs. I would go into facilities or businesses and really help people learn how to read a label, how to identify their macronutrients and their needs of their macronutrients, how to identify the difference between when a food says that it's low fat or sugar-free or non-fat, or if it's organic or Mm non-organic. Really, our food label is the only thing that is regulated by the FDA, the package can say whatever it wants to say. And so I did a lot of training for people just because it says that it's going to lower your blood pressure, like Special K or Raisin Bran, it's not proven. All you can do is look at the nutrients and the ingredients on your label and learn what those ingredients mean. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I figured with truth in advertising, if you said it would help you do that, and I'm thinking of Cheerios, right. because it 
it has more wheat based. It's not processed as much, but any cereal is processed these days. Right. So that is very important to know. I did not realize that. Now, also, you keep talking about macros, and I know the club member organization that I was in that she really studied the macros and she dropped weight. Mm-hmm. Could you explain a little bit more about the macros? So you, when you talk about your macronutrients, you're looking at your fats, your carbohydrates, and your proteins. And that's really what our foods are, are based off of. When you're looking at one gram of fat, that is nine calories. When you're looking at one gram of protein and one gram of carbohydrates, they are four calories each. Additionally, from a nutrition standpoint, we want to try and balance our macros, but depending on someone's exercise routine or where they're at on some of their weight loss goals, they'll change the percent of their macros that they consume. Let's use a keto diet, for example. That's going to be very high fat, um, protein, and low carbohydrate. Low carbohydrate is dangerous because our brain functions on carbohydrates. So we really have to know um, a balance. And the keto way of eating is not meant to be long-term because in long studies, it has actually increased the cholesterol and different things for heart health. It's affected them, but so many people see results on them, they just continue, but it can also be with the liver and, and everything. So it's always with caution. Yeah. I think that's true of whatever diet it is. You really have to take a deep dive into the information. And that's yeah. why I really find it fascinating with what you do is that you help people become healthier by changing their habits of their lifestyle, whether they're eating exercise or whatever. I and it's not easy. That's why they have to step outside of their comfort zone. And if we don't, we go back to what is comfortable. I'm fascinated with what you do. Who is your guru that you really look to, to help you? As far as like the fitness industry and getting involved in that, it started with the owner of Fitness City. She approached me. I was in a gym and she was like, I think we should talk because I think you would be good at doing this. And at the time I was a stay at home mom. I had not gone through my divorce yet. And I really spent a lot of time learning from her. When I did go through the divorce, I actually started working for a national chain and I traveled a lot between Omaha and St. Louis, and my kids just did not do well with that, having their mom gone. So then I ended up going to work full time for Fitness City, and I just continued to learn. I'm a high, high proponent of education, and that's my certifications. I think we get stagnant. If if we stop learning, we get stagnant in everything. I just kept learning from her. When I got stuck myself and I tried to make changes and I wasn't seeing the changes I needed, I realized that I needed a health coach. So that's when I turned to a friend of mine that actually used to work for me. And I reached out to her and I said, I need help. And we talked and we made some changes. She introduced me to the program. You know, I became a part of a community of like-minded people, people who Mm -hmm. always liked to learn that we're working on their health. I'm still in that community today. If you really think about things that we try to do, people who do things with others have the most success. When we try to fly solo, one, it's Mm -hmm. easy to quit, but we don't get as far as we do when we have someone that's supporting us. And so, you know, my health coach to this day, I still talk to her. Um, She's still helping people and I have to check in with her. You know, I've done life coaching to help me and my business and my my life outside of just health. I mm-hmm. think we always have to realize that we can't do things alone. Even from a faith perspective, you know, when 
there's anxiety or things going on in your life, having faith that you're not alone is beneficial as well. I completely agree with that. I'm new to podcasting and there is a group of four we're coming from different areas of the country and we talk to each other on Zoom calls and check in. And it, it's just really nice. I completely agree with having a group of like-minded people because it is everything. I don't know if you had advice for anyone that's listening to this podcast, what would you challenge them to do? Everyone's journey looks different. And mm -hmm. when we compare ourselves to what's going on with others, we can get discouraged. We can feel that things aren't going the way that they should be going. Our journeys are not a straight line. You know, we don't start at the bottom and all of a sudden we're at the top of where we want to be. There's peaks and valleys. You are still improving and changing and working towards your goal and your journey. It's just going to look different. The only time that you're not going to have success is if you quit. And so if I could give any advice, find support, find people that you want to surround yourself with that are positive and don't quit. I completely agree with everything you're saying that it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know that, have you heard the analogy of babies that begin to walk? How many times do they fall down? If we would stop because we fell down so many times, nobody on this earth would be walking. But we didn't quit. We had people around us supporting us and encourage us. We pulled ourselves up. We held on to things until we could put that foot forward and be in motion. And that's what any part of our journey is about. I love it because that I couldn't have asked for a better segue. My children's series that I'm writing, it's titled Me Try. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it is that kids, they just have this resilience. They don't know any better. We just tell ourselves, oh, we're imperfect. We can't do that. My granddaughter started making her own breakfast about age two and a half. She would make a cheesy egg omelet. So the title of my initial book, and it's just, is Me Try, Chef Quinn Breaks an Egg. <laughs> and it's just, I want to do a whole series on children and how they just keep trying because you're absolutely right. No one on this earth would be walking if we adopted a lot of the mindsets that many people have, children don't know any better and they're better for it. You know, there's a, I don't even know the country song, but it talks about how when we're kids, we have the ability to dream and to role play and to pretend. And we think that it, when we're younger, that we can be anything that we want to be. And then as mm -hmm. we start to get closer to, you know, high school and our college years, there's this thing that's put on us of what's expected and what's right. And dreams start to go away. But, you know, I mean, I'm 52 years old and I think I told you, you know, when we first started talking, I mean, I'm working on two to three different businesses right now. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if that's what I would have been doing, I would have said, no, why? No, that's not, it doesn't make sense. You know, is it yeah. uncomfortable right now? Absolutely. Do I ask myself why? Absolutely. But am I quitting? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. That's, oh, that's the edited version or the edited version of what I probably would really say, but <laughs> We'll go with that. Yes, that's a good idea. This has been a joy that we finally got together. I think right now the timing was perfect coming off of January. People are looking at their health at the 1st of January and they make all those wonderful resolutions and then they just fall by the wayside. This has been a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad you were here and I wish you all the success in the world. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Like I said, I appreciate you having me. And if this helps just one person know that they don't need to stop trying, 
that their journey is going to be their own, then it was 100% worth it. I enjoyed my time with you. Thank you. joining me on this journey of self-reflection and growth. Remember the power of right, R-I-G-H-T, respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation, and how these five values can make a positive impact on you and the lives of others. Until next time, I'm Marian Gramlich, encouraging you to make your message right. Please subscribe, rate, and review.